Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, um, Brandon Hunt, the rest of Steelers front offices. They look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. As I like to always say, a roster that will compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy. And hey, it's draft week. You're listening to this Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, maybe it's Thursday morning by the time you listen to this on the audio side across Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, wherever you get your podcast from, where there you search behind the steel curtain, you search dealers, you'll find behind the steel curtain and War Room will be in there as well. Um, look, <laughs> War Room, it's the title of this podcast. Um and that's really where the energy is going to be uh, come Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as the Steelers pick through seven rounds of the draft. Who knows? They may trade back into round um, five there where they don't have that pick. And there's like, you know, and it it's such a hard week. You know, you've had months and months of mock drafts. You know, you got everyone saying this, that, and the other, and there's this insight, that insight. The first thing I got to say is whatever the draft order is now, that will not happen on the day. So even if someone had 300 picks, they're being told um, would be happening. You know, obviously there's only 256 picks, but you know, plus compensatory. But you know, if even if someone's been told there's this many picks, um, you know, and and you had 200 guaranteed of them, they're going to change because people are going to move up and down the board. Um, you're seeing lots of uh, talk around people wanting to trade out of there. Um, you know, draft spot, you've seen people, you know, want to trade up depending on what needs, you know, I heard, you know, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks this week remove the sticks. We're talking about Kansas City getting into the top 10, maybe. Why do they need two first round picks? Um, that doesn't necessarily help them out with what their major need is right now. Interesting sort of thought process there. You know, is this a draft that we see someone skip um, a pick and, and hold off. You know, is this one of those situations with the first round where you let someone else pick and then you get defined by then um, and then you can, you know, pay a smaller contract? If there's and in any a year, this is more likely without a, you know, complete solid first round pick 
um, or draft pick number one. You know, you've got talk of Bulky wanting um, from Jacksonville, the GM wanting Trayvon Walker. You hear Pedersen wants an O-lineman, probably Icky Conlu. You know, some people like, it doesn't matter. They don't need a tackle, but really Icky's probably going to play a guard. Then you take a guard with a number one pick. This just gives an idea of what lets wait up in a war room. So today on my show, um, really, uh, we're nutting right down to it. I've got 80 picks. Um, and so, and there was a title change that I shared. So the title makes is 75, but um, it's definitely 80 picks. It's what I wanted to do, um, my top 80. And instead of breaking them down round by round, because that's going to be one very hard to do, you don't know where the run on position is going to happen, but it's also very hard for me to do that in any of the ranking boards um, as well. So, and my ranking boards have changed right up to the minute. And, and it, this is the typical thing about a war room, right? Now, a lot of teams will set their war room weeks in advance, but perhaps they hear something like what happened with Larry Mintunsil. You know, we've seen Devontae Wyatt be high on boards. You know, I did put him in this top 80. Um, but then again, when I looked at it, I was like, uh, is the character issues an issue? You know, is that going to stop the Steelers drafting? I have put him there as a player to watch. This is what this top 80 is. It's Steelers fits and Steelers and, and potential players I'd love to see on the Steelers, or I think the Steelers might be in for a chance for they might like. That's just my perspective um, in how I've done this. So really excited to bring this to you. It's there's a lot on the line in a way. Like I tipped a few picks last year uh, in some of the profiles. We've profiled a lot of players there's probably almost 15, 20 players I just didn't get through. I've tried through this since this podcast. Um, we moved into the next set of, since the start of the season, when I started previewing um, different players and some of those players opted for the draft, a couple didn't. I've tried to give you guys like a Jakari Robeson um, in, in week one, a guy that, you know, also week two of the, the season last year, a guy that's probably going to go undrafted, but he will definitely, you know, I think be picked up as an undrafted free agent. I've given you guys like Cordell Volson, who a couple of years ago was on the map because of Trey Lance. Then he was off the map for most of the draft, you know, um, process. And then he was back on after, you know, working out at the East West Shrine Bowl where he showed inside versatility. Um, he is in my top 80. I've talked about him over several weeks. I've done profiles on him before. So you get a guy like that. And then I've profiled people like, you Devonte Wyatt's and I've profiled your people like your Devin Lloyd's and, you know, we've done all the sort of guys in between, um, you know, Wondell Robinson's another guy who I really like. There's guys that I wanted to cover deeper in guys like a Tyler Smith. Um, you know, I covered Alonte Taylor. I love him as a potential Steelers pick. Um, there's guys like Cole Strange and Cam Jurgens who have rocked up the board, guys I didn't get a chance to cover, like D'Angelo Malone. Um, so this gives you a feel like you just don't get through the process. You know, this is not um, my paid professional job. I'm not a Daniel Jeremiah. I don't get to talk about these guys in day in, day out. And as a Steelers fan, you've got to look at the fit. You know, I've done this based on the Draft Network, who I have a subscription with. I've done this rankings because there's this kind of the easiest platform to do it. Um, so I've done it with there. They do make it really easy. So credit to the Draft Network. Um, so I've done it based on their rankings, but I'm going to give you days. I've ranked the players based on day one, potential day one or day two picks, day two, and then day three guys to watch. Um, and they scale up as we go through as well. But you look at it and like there's guys in that rankings board, right? Now, I went off the, the pure, their scouting rankings, not their predictive rankings. Um, so that's who they've ranked each prospect. So, you know, from the top through the bottom, Carl, newsflash, Carl Hamilton's number one on that board. Um, in terms of their top ranked prospect, their best player in this draft, whether people like it or not, that that's who it is. 
Um, and so I've done it based on that. But the other thing to remember is, you know, there's heaps of cool edge rushers, but a lot of them don't play in a 3-4. You know, there's some cool linebackers. Some of them don't play in a 3-4. Some of them are more suited to a 4-3. Maybe they can have that versatility of a 3-4, but right now the best projection for them is a 4-3. The same thing when you look at cornerbacks. The Steelers don't really play man right now. Therefore, I've lent heavily more towards guys that have experience at zone, or maybe they've done a bit of cover too. Um, so these are the things you've got to think about. Um, same thing with you know some of the defensive tackles. Are they going to be guys that are inside? Are they going to be guys that are... So they bucket everyone as interior line or interior defensive line. So there's guys that might be defensive tackle, or they might be you know an ed, you know a defensive end in a, in a three four system. So these are things you've got to think about. Same with defensive tackles. Uh, offensive tackle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just always get funny when I say, you know, um, you know, offensive line, but, you know, um, that you look at the tackles and you go, well, are they going to be better in zone um, or, you know, in terms of how they're going to block? Um, and, and so these are some of the things that you've got to, you've got to think about. So, We'll crack into it uh, in terms of in terms of my list. I'm excited to bring you this list. Um, so as I say, I've ranked these based on Steelers' fits and needs. Um, you know, there's going to be some guys like Edge. You know, most people don't necessarily think the Steelers need an Edge, but there's guys that could slip. There's guys that are available there. There's guys that might slip further than they think. Um, and there's guys that, you know, a couple of them, I just really would like to see the Steelers go after. Um, and I do think the Steelers need depth at Edge. If you don't listen to um, Steelers' touchdown under on a, on a Saturday morning, we go live Australian times so for Friday evening. Um, we were on, you know, Saturday nights um, and, and went live, you know, in Australia at the same time, it's Sunday morning. Um, you know, you'll know that I was, I think we need massive depth at edge, you know, and, you know, Highsmith's great, but is he going to be, you know, who else can we put opposite, you know, TJ, what, who can we use to spell them both? I don't think you can have enough edge rushes in the game now, 17 games, plus we hope playoffs. You need guys, you need versatility there, sub packages, you want versatility, you know, you want guys that can do different things. Um, so without further ado, um, to, to close out uh, part one of this week's show, we're going to go through day one and day one and two picks. So, now these are ranked as I, as I pick them off the rankings list, um, but basically, you know, they're not necessarily ranked in full order, but they are ranked in order from day one, as I said, day one and day two, day two and day three. So we have fourteen players that I consider um, first, you know, first round draft picks um, that the Steelers, you know, should be in for um, or may want or may you know really be considering guys to watch out for. Let's see which teams they go to because, as we know, the Steelers like to go pick up first round guys, you know, after their contracts or trade for them or what have you. We've seen that with Minka. We've seen that with Joe Hayden. Um, I think even Kyle Joseph might've been a first round pick. If you look back on it, uh, you know, we've gone and picked up a lot of guys there. Alawalu was one, I'm pretty sure. Um, so the Steelers at one point in their defense in the last two years had nine um, first round traffics in that defense, which is incredible. Uh, so from that perspective, so the 14 players are Kyle Hamilton, um, safety out of Notre Dame. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. He's also the top prospect for the draft network. And, you know, I agree with he's probably a top three prospect. I then got Andrew Booth Jr. I do think he's strong at the cornerback position. I then got Jermaine Johnson, edge out of Florida State. Now he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. That's reality, like Cole Hamilton could be. But out of those guys, Jermaine Johnson's more likely to be, a, you know, a, a top 10 pick. But if he falls, if he falls, I would find it hard for the Steelers not to jump in for him. If he fell even to like 15, you can't, ah, you know, 
you'd like to, I like to see it. Um, depends how much you're in on a quarterback, but I just wanted to throw that outside, outside pick there. Then I've got Jamison Williams, Alabama. If he falls, the Steelers, you know, you'd, they'd be silly not to take him. KT Smith talked that about talked about that a few weeks ago. I think he's probably going in the top ten, especially the New York's two picks. Um, he's a good fit for them, um, and they'd be dumb not to take him. I think with that, something they need to win week one. Um, obviously, every team needs to win, but you know, we know where the Jets are steered. Then I've got Devin Lloyd out of Utah. You know, just because we've got Bush coming back, just because we've got Miles Jack, I don't know. You know, this is one of the top prospects, I think, in this draft. Certainly the linebacker position, but he's, you know, in the first round, he's a guy that's going to project really well. If he's there at 20, you've got to be considering Devin Lloyd. I've said that throughout this draft process. I stick by that. I'm not moving away from that now. And then he's probably going to go 21 to the Patriots. (laughs) So we'll see about that one, um, you know, and, and how much trouble that might be later on in the season for the Steelers. Then I do have Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia there. You know, I think if he's available, you know, if the Steelers do move past the character issues, you've got to look at it from that perspective. Then I've got Kenyon Green, um, Texas A&M. I'd forgotten him. I had to bring him back onto the list. Um, I do think he's a day one pick. I think he's a first round pick. Uh, And so that's why he's been there. I almost slipped him into day two, but I do think he'll fall back. You don't fall from, you know, the top six, seven, eight, nine, ten right out of the first round without a major issue. Then I've got Zion Johnson. Again, I think he's someone that's really, you know, could be versatile for the Steelers. I think if he's available there, you've got to consider him. Um, But I actually, my gut feel is he goes in the teens. I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia look at him. Then I've got David Ajabo because I think he's a first round. I, I still think he's a first round pick. I could see someone taking the punt on him. Um, I've got him there. You know, it was tempting to put him into that day one, day two mix. And that's probably where he's going to fall. Um, but I put him in there because he's a first round grader player for me. Uh, and again, he's a guy that slips. He was a guy that Jeff Hartman got asked about on Twitter, whether they should draft him. I, I Look, if he's available in there in two, I'd love to see it. You won't hate it in round one, but, you know, he's got some injury issues. Obviously, there was that big, you know, storm when that happened at his pro day. Very sad. Then I've got Johan Dotson um, out of Penn State. Again, I actually think he's going in the top. I think he's going before 18. Uh, you know, there's I saw some fits with him very early on, uh, you know, even as high as I think Atlanta at number eight. Uh, so he's in there as first-round grade. If he slips there to the Steelers, don't hate it. Then you've got Jordan Davis. Look, I don't think he's necessarily the full three-down player. I'm not saying he can't learn that, you know, that pass rush. You know, a lot of people say, well, look at all how many players they had on the defense. Well, yeah, but he didn't beat out any of them at it, you know, and that's that's a question for me. But he's definitely there. He's going to be a first-round draft pick, day one draft pick. Um, you know, he's on the list. Jaquan Briscoe, safety. Again, he's a guy for safety is going to go. I think he's going to go there outside of Hamilton. I am seeing Daxton Hill now, which is why I'm not. he's not on my list as a versatile player at free safety and cornerback or for a team that wants to play, you know, left and right safeties, that's not how the Steelers want to play. And that's why I don't think that's quite the fit. I've seen him mocked there. Joe Marino of the Draft Network's mocked into the Steelers before. I think he could go higher than 20. Um, but I also, if he's sitting there at 20, I think there's a few other players we've talked about and two that we're about to talk about that will probably, that you'd be pick them over your picking, over picking Daxton Hill. And that's Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Um, so, you know, there's two guys there. Daxton Hill is also another guy that I wonder about with the Patriots, by the way. Um, so Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. And so that's the 14. 
Um, that's the 14 players that I think are first round draft picks that are fit with Steelers. Um, they're the guys to watch. Are we going to get any of those guys? Um, I put Malik Willis there. People know I'm not the hugest, biggest fan of Malik Willis, but it's it's hard to. It'd be quite a shock, I think, if he was sitting there at 20 and the Steelers didn't pick him. You know, I think that's where we're at at this point in time. All right, let's go. Let's round out part one of this week's show with the 11 players, days one to two, um, 14 to 25 on my list um, that could slip into the first, um, but equally you're probably going to see them early in the second. And they are Lewis Sine, safety out of Georgia, um, Lewis Seen, uh, Perry and Winfrey, interior defensive lineman out of Oklahoma, the super senior bowl MVP, Desmond Ritter, quarterback, um, out of Cincinnati there. Logan Hall, I think he, I agree with Jenna Jeremiah. I really think he could slip in there. And if the Steelers don't like Devontae Wyatt, I'm open to Logan Hall. Yeah, newsflash, I'm open to Logan Hall out of Houston there. Um, I think he, particularly if it's not back, particularly if it's not back. And then you've got Travis Jones out of UConn. Look, I'm, I'm so, this is like my draft cash. This is my Anthony Schwartz with bad last year. Um, you know, this is my Andrew Wilbar loves Malik Willis. This is, you know, um, uh, Michael Beck loves Tyler Linderbaum. I love Travis Jones. If you picked him in 20, I wouldn't hate it. Five-year deal, interior defensive lineman that just destroyed people at the senior bowl. I love him. I think he's great. He's my chat. You know, Shannon loves Chad Moomer. This is my guy. Um, so bring him on. Love it. Uh, and he, But I, honestly, I saw mocks with him, for instance, at Tampa Bay to go alongside Vitavea, um, you know, and giving Donna Masseuse out. So, you know, this is a guy as well that you could see slip in, uh, slip there into the first. And I think he's worthy of that because of what he's shown um, and what he dominated at UConn with not much help around him. Then you've got Roger McCreary, cornerback out of Auburn. Now, he's a guy that could go as far as the third round, but if there's a run on cornerbacks, you could see him slip there, slip into the um, into the first, particularly if Detroit were to go like a Malik Willis or an Aiden Hutchinson in at number two, and then they need a cornerback later on. I love Roger McCreary's, you know, I've heard him talk, uh, I've heard interviews with him. I think he's got really good wingspan as well. He's a great guy out of Auburn there, great defender. I say he probably is going to be available in round three, but I do see they've, if the, the right team and a run on cornerbacks, you never know. Um, and then the next next guys I've got uh, Boye Marfe out of Minnesota. Again, he's someone out of air, on, on the edge. I think he's someone that could fall in. Christian Watson. Look, I think he, I, I prefer him um, to go to a team around two or three. I don't think he's quite there with the first round, but if the run happens on wide receiver and, you know, Kansas City haven't moved up and they're sitting there, um, you look at uh, Green Bay as well. Uh, you know, you even look at, you know, if they go Aiden Hutchinson at, at two, maybe even Detroit go in and get him. Um, they don't really have, you know, the, the best um, wide receivers out there. If there's teams that trade back in this draft as well, you just never know. So, you know, that's another guy there in Christian Watson. I then have Kyler Kyle Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. I think he's put himself in the first round mix. I personally think he's more of a day two player, but but you never know. Um, and he's probably more likely to go there than William Roger McCreary. Chad Moomer. I put him in because of a buzz that he's gotten coming into this. And maybe a team wants him on a five-year deal. You've got a very similar player to Logan Wilson, who did a lot with the Bengals last year. So Chad Moomer's stock um, or pedigree, I guess, in some ways is, is higher than what might be there out of Wyoming. Um, and he's a guy that honestly, I think, has had enough rocket up the board that does enough. People worry that I think he's in the four sixes for his um, 40 time. But you've got to look at stride length. Look at Usain Bolt. 
Usain Bolt, six foot five. Obviously, everyone knows who Usain Bolt is, you know, Olympic record holder, world record holder. He's faster than, he's not just fast, but he got ahead of everyone because of his stride because he was six foot five. And Chad Moom is a big bloke. And when you look at him on tape, his stride length allows him to cover a lot of the field really quickly and catch up to people. And that's what one of the things I love about him. Guy I profiled. Um, so, you know, you never know where he might creep in um, to the back um, of the first round on day one. And then to close it out, I've got Jalen Petrie. Again, you know, if someone doesn't like Brisker for whatever reason, they see he's a fit. I I wonder with him. It was tempting also to try and put in Tyler Smith out of Tulsa there, but I do think he's fallen back a little bit. Likewise, it was tempting to put George Pickens in there, um, but I do think he's fallen back a bit too. But more on them to come in part two um, on this week's War Room. Stay tuned. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking through, through days two and three and players to watch. And we're back on Steel's War Room. I'm Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, uh, Art Rooney II, Brandon Hunt, and the Steel's front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 22. 2022 Ross that's going to chase for a seventh Lombardi trophy, whether it's this year or in future years. And that starts with the draft this week. Look, I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's one of my favorite times of the year when it comes to football season. Absolutely love it or preseason. Um, and behind the steel curtain.com behind the steel curtain is our podcast network is going to have anything and everything for you. When it comes to the draft this week, there'll be breaking news, audio shows, there'll be live reactions. I'm doing a couple. I think I'm around three, around six at the moment. Um, I was on round four, but that's 2am Australian time. So I probably will be up watching the draft, but I'm not going to do a show um, after only a couple of hours sleep. So um, it's not going to be good content for anyone. And my colleagues have got it handled, but look really excited for the draft this week excited for the what Wolverine will do going forward because we'll recap the draft we'll then look at each pick um, over the next few weeks starting round two through seven I'm not going to give you round one the first time after the draft everyone's going to be talking about the round one pick so I'm going to give you rounds two through seven and then finish that um, series with round one and then we're going to go look at AFC North rookies as well because we do as everyone knows in season this show becomes a real, what are our rookies doing? What are the rookies of the team we're facing this week doing? So it becomes a very rookie-focused um, podcast. And also we continue to preview the next year's draft class. But let's focus on this year's draft class, the draft this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now we're going to day two picks and they are picks 25 to 52 of the 80 players that I'm profiling in today's podcast. So we start off with Tarek Woolen, cornerback out of UTSA, super fast in the four twos, the 40 time, quite tall too. You know, again, guy to watch, Cam, is he a guy that the Steelers like? I've then got, and, and, and remember these day two picks and, and as I ranked them in, as we went through day one and potential day one picks in the first part of the show, these aren't necessarily ranked in full order. They're just ranked in terms of the day um, that I think they'll go on. So day two, Tarek Woolen. Uh, day two, um, sorry. So the next play was Dylan Parham, interior offensive lineman out of Memphis. Um, he's someone that I rate, I rate, and I think he'll do really well. And I think Andrew Wilbar does the same based on some lists that I saw from him. But he's a guy that could go as high as the second round if there's a run on. 
um, you know, uh, offensive lineman or the third round, or he could go, you know, I think as late as six. I do think he's a day two player, though, whenever that's going to be. Then you've got Tyler Smith, the very raw but very, um, very uh, rough, um, you know, and by rough, I mean, you know, big body, nasty, mauler. Um, they've got him in this season to offensive line. I think he played a bit of tackle in college out of there for Tulsa. Daniel Firelele, my countryman um, from Australia, um, out of Minnesota, six foot eight, like 350 plus pounds. Uh, you know, he's there. He's a day two pick. George Pickens, wide receiver, someone that I think a lot of us think could be for the Steelers. I talked about him, I think it was last week on War Room. Um, you know, interesting to see what he does. Quay Walker, even though he's probably going to fit a 4-3, um, I think teams will look at that athleticism and how they adapt him. Uh, he's a guy there to watch with the Steelers go after him. Alante Taylor, you know, he started to get a lot of draft hype after we talked about him a little bit before we did. He'd been on my list for a while. He's a guy that's probably been in round six, if you look at Mox, two two months ago. Now he's there, you know, on, on potentially a day two pick. I think he fits a day two pick. I think he's going to have the, the career of a day two pick or better. Um, so, you know, I put him there for day two. And you've got Abraham Lucas out of Washington State, the tackle. Uh, I think from that perspective, he's he's going to go on day two. I think that's pretty assured. Brian Cook, safety out of Cincinnati. He's a guy I liked. I thought he showed up well in the college playoffs. Um, again, a guy I think will go back end of day two, maybe early day three. Um, but I've got him in here at day two. I didn't split day two to day three uh, like I did day, day one to day two, those middle players. Then we've got Carson Strong. Everyone knows I love him at quarter, but quarterback, you know, outside of the first round. Some people think he'll go in the fourth and the fifth. I think he's, I think with the quarterback class that it is and the arm that he's got, I do think he's a day two pick um, in this draft at least. Uh, so he's there from Nevada. I think the Steelers like him more than people realize. If they miss out on Malik, don't be surprised. But again, is he going to be? Is he the right? Is he right at fifty-two? More like eighty-four, and then you, he's probably going to be gone before eighty-four. Um, then they might need to, if they want really like him, and they don't get a, you know a Pickett or a Malik Willis, maybe they trade back in or trade up to get him. Then you got Cam Taylor Britt, cornerback out of Nebraska. He's someone I've been on for a while. It kind of came down to can I profile him or um, or Alante Taylor a couple of weeks ago. I chose Alante Taylor. Uh, just because I love the way he plays. But he's someone that I've been mocking to the Steelers like in rounds four to six for for months in mock drafts. Um, And so to see him rocket up the boards, he's a good rough tackle. I think he's six foot two. He's out of Nebraska. Um, Exciting guy, a exciting player there. Um, Sorry, I lie. He's five foot 10. I'm thinking of um, Isaac Stewart out of... um, Isaac Taylor Stewart out USC, who is on this list, but much later. Um, yeah, but I, I think Cam Taylor Britt could be an interesting fit there. Then I've got Wanadale Robinson. We talked about him on War Room out of Kentucky, wide receiver. I think he's going to go in the third round. I think the Steelers may have to consider using pick number 84 on him. Then I've got Cole Strange. Everyone knows I love what he did at the senior bowl out of Chattagonia. Um, or Chattanooga, what am I saying? Um, and he's a guy that, you know, is going to have a really good career, a better career than what I think a lot of people might have expected going through the start of the draft process. Then you got Darian Kinnard. Now, I like the other um, Jackson Kirkland um, who d- opted not to go for the draft. He had an injury early in the in the process. I like him to the Steelers purely, even though they've got a list of an interior defensive line. He did play tackle in college. I've got him there because of what he does in the zone um, and the run game. I think that's the zone blocking and run game. I think that's interesting for Darian Kinnard. And he was someone that almost didn't make my list. 
um, on for that day two um, situation. But if there's a run on tackles, you could see him as, as a consideration, particularly in the third round. Then there are Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska. Um, big jerk, his nickname is. Really like him. He's got better measurables than Ty Linderbaum. Yes, Ty Linderbaum's got some hype and some tape, um, but you're not going to lose too much if you waited for a Cam Jurgens. Uh, and so that's why I love him there. You know, that'll really tell you where the Steelers, what they might think of Kenyon Green too, I think. Um, not Kenyon Green, um, Kendrick Green. Then you got Kobe Bryant, cornerback out of Cincinnati. I think he's going to be a day two pick. That's why he's on this list. Uh, you know, depending on what where the Steelers go for cornerback, you never know. Rashid Walker, offensive tackle out of Penn State. He's someone I've seen, I've seen get a lot more love toward the latter part of the process. I think his coaches watch tape. He's known to the Steelers out of Penn State. I said on touchdown under this week, my, one of my expectations was that Steelers are going to draft a guy out of Penn State. Maybe this is the guy. I've not seen a lot of talk of him to the Steelers personally, but you never know. Then you go wide receiver and Alex Pierce out of Cincinnati. A guy I've talked about for the potential fit for the Steelers, does everything. Um, like him there, safe pair of hands. You know, he could really, I think he offers this wide receiving room something different. Jalen Tolbert, another guy out of South Alabama. And I say another guy, another wide receiver, a guy that can stretch the field, a guy I love, a guy that shows up on tape. If you go watch any of Alonte Taylor's tape, you can in that Tennessee versus South Alabama game. I've watched the full defensive plays from that game. Um, you know, Jalen Tolbert really stretches the field, uh, and you know they marked the, him up on the other cornerbacks to take advantage of that, and he just made some great catches, and he did that throughout the season. Really good player. I'd love to see him on the Steelers, uh, particularly if he was there on early day three. But I think you know you're going to need to pick him, you know, in day two. Then you got Dave Rosenthal out of Kentucky, another guy I didn't really have a lot of look at, but I've heard that some teams are quite high on him. And so I have put him on this board because again, you don't know where this run on offensive tackle is. Maybe he slips early to day three, uh, but I could see a team picking him in day two. That's why he's in the day two cohort. And you just don't know where the Steelers are going with offensive tackle. Now I know I've got a lot of offensive tackles in here, um, but you know, or, or tackles there from the offensive line. But the thing is, is that even though they've got, Dan Moore Jr. And even though they've got Chooks, they need depth there. And maybe they develop their next great tackle here. Who knows necessarily what Dan Moore is going to do? You know, Chooks got that deal, but does Chooks play it out? I I do think they've got to get better at tackle, and this is the start of it. Um, then I've got Luke Gedeke. Um, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, out of Central Michigan, again, he's a guy that I think could be early day three. You don't know where the run is going to happen, so that's where I've put him. And as I said, this, I did this based on the rankings that the Draft Network had too, so they sort of fell into line. Then you've got D'Angelo Malone, edge, edge rusher out of Western Kentucky. I really like him. He's a name that hasn't got a lot of hype early on in the draft, and he has certainly moved up the boards, I think, um, at you know, if the Steelers are going to pick, maybe they go. Maybe they go somewhere around this. He's. I think he's a day two pick. I think he's more like a third round pick uh, because of the school he went to. I think if he went to a, a more respected school. I think he would be much higher on the list. But D'Angelo Malone, I would love to see him on the Steelers. <laughs> there. Uh, then you've got Luke Fortner out of Kentucky. Now he's a center that's not getting a lot of praise, um, but he's 
late, you know, Daniel Jeremiah and a few other NFL, um, you know, uh, network affiliated um, pundits are sort of saying he's he's a plug and play center in this league. He can do it day one if you had to. Um, maybe that makes sense for the Steelers. I know they've gone and got Mason Cole. I know they've got Kendrick Green, but if they want to move Kendrick Green to guard, maybe Fortner makes sense. Um, and if he's available there, he's instant depth and he's much better than a house and owl. I then have Fedarian Mathis. He's a guy that could be very early day three, but he's probably going to go day two. Um, again, if they haven't addressed interior defensive line um, earlier on um, on day two or day one, I do think you you know you probably got him sitting there at pick number eighty four, where the Steelers pick uh, in round three. Then you got JT Woods, safety uh, out of Baylor. Um, I think he's a day two pick, and I think he fits with the Steelers depending on what they want to do there. And obviously, we have got Terrell Edmonds on a one-year deal, so we're not forced to get a safety. But I do think the Steelers should go after some safety depth in this draft at some point. Uh, And then we go into the last two players. um, And sorry, the last, yeah, I'm going to say last two players. There are two more players at 53 and 54 that could go as high as day two, but I think they're going to be early day three. The next two guys are Brandon Smith, linebacker out of Penn State. Um, Steelers do need a linebacker in this draft, and I do think that the Penn State fit makes a bit of sense, and I do think what he can do um, in his overall game makes a lot of sense for the Steelers. And so, yeah, maybe he's a fit there. Um, And particularly what he can do in the sub package um, and how he fits with his own heavy defense. He was a five-star recruit coming out of college, so it makes sense to me. Nick Cross, safety out of Maryland. A lot of people talked about Steelers liking him. You know, I do think he's probably there on day three, but maybe he scrapes into day two. Um, And then you've got the two guys that were so hard to stick in day three um, in Jerome Ford, the running back out of Cincinnati, and Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. I'm going to take a breath there. <laughs> That's your day two picks. Uh, we're about to get to day three uh, picks 52 or, or players ranked in this list 52 through 80. Uh, and they are Pierre Strong, running back out of South Dakota State. Really like him. Disappointed I haven't been able to do too much on him in terms of profiling him, but that is what it is. John Ridgeway, who has sat with me as a, da- as a rounds four to six player, but probably around four players to the Steelers if they don't go interior defensive line earlier. Um, out of Arkansas, I just he's just stuck with me. I just really like it. Again, another guy I'm disappointed I can get to do a preview on. Jesse Lucetta out of Penn State. Flexibility there is probably more of an edge rusher at the next level. I think if you're going, if the Steelers are going to address it, but they want to address it later on, there's a fit. They know, you know, they obviously got access to Penn State. Um, I'll, I'll credit Andrew Wilbar from our, from our BTC network. You know, he really likes him. He put me on to him uh, and it could work. I then have two cornerbacks in Martin Emerson and Marcus Jones. So Martin Emerson out of Mississippi State and Marcus Jones out of Houston. Two guys there that, you know, I think the Steelers brought one of them in. I kind of like Marcus Jones and some of the hype he's getting out of Houston, um, but we'll see on draft day if they like him. Matthew Butler out of Tennessee, interior defensive line, another guy that I think did well on an average team uh, and, in you know, as a guy that I'd love to see the Steelers. Then you got my dude, on the offensive line, um, in terms of Cordell Volson out of North Dakota State, offensive tackle, but can play at guard. Really like him. Kirby Joseph, safety, who I did on War Room a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, um, or might have been last week. He's another guy. Love to see him on the Steelers. You know, go get him. I'd love to see him take a fly on a guy like this. Hassan Haskins at running back. Again, if you're going to address running back, I know that I think he had a visit with the Steelers, um, but he's a guy there out of Michigan that you might want to look at. Then I've got Kingsley and Agba 
um, out of South Carolina. Now, I did a mock draft the other day, and I ended up picking him in the seventh, really early in the seventh or late in the sixth. And he came across my radar, and I kind of, I just kind of liked it. Uh, 265 pounds there, um, hybrid edge player, can play in multiple fronts um, out of South Carolina, um, has a fourth round valuation on him, but it's probably going to go a bit later on. Um, you know, he can play three, four outside linebacker, as I said. Um, he's, a, he's in a two point stance as a rush linebacker. Uh, you know, it talked about his IQ probably needing to get a bit better, but he had that flexibility. And when I had a little bit of a little look on his tape, I really liked it. He had really good first step, step quickness. Um, you know, I thought he was had a clean get off. Uh, and, I, you know, he definitely is a player that's going to need to develop, but I liked him. And so just let's see. Let's see where he falls uh, on day three. And maybe the Steelers go in there and get him if he falls down the list. Then I got Zach Tom, offensive tackle out of Wake Forest. I know Andrew Wilbar um, has covered has him in some of his ranked prospects. I, lo- I watched a fair bit of Wake Forest. They kind of became his second team for me this year. Um, I'm interested to see what their quarterback, Sam Hartman, can do in year two. Um, but Zach Tom probably doesn't get enough love. And so I'd love to see whether the Steelers are interested in him on day three. Then you got Michael Clemens out of Texas A&M. He with like Drake Jackson, um, my Jay Sanders. There's a few of those guys that were tipped, you know, to be topped, you know, day one, early day two picks before the start of the college season. And then they kind of fell off. Um, but I think if the Steelers are going to go edge, he's a guy that sort of looks to be sitting there in four to six. Um, now they haven't listed his edge and he's a four, three and a defensive end. Um, but I think you probably allow him to beef up a little bit with his six foot five frame. Um, and you see what he can do as a defensive end in the Steelers. Um, so yeah, I, I've got him there because I, I wonder with how good a school that is, if he's available, whether they take a flyer on that. Um, I think he's bet more ready to go than Louder Milk is, was or this time last year, maybe even is now. Then I got Chase Lucas out of Arizona State. I picked that because when it comes to Chase Lucas, he's a guy that was entering the process last year and then pulled out. He's, uh, I think he was a super senior as well. Like he's definitely pretty old. Apparently, he really commanded teams um, that his team at the East West Shrine Bowl, I think it was. Um, and so for him, I think that's really cool with what he can do um, in terms of that leadership role. And I think he, you know, would work. He's more of a sub package corner, can fit any defensive scheme. Um, he's a good tackler, um, but more of a, that drag down style tackler, um, but works well on the perimeter. Uh, and so he's a guy that I think you're just getting an experienced college player. And I think that's what the Steelers want from a day three pick, um, that they're not going to, you know, that they're going to spend a pick on rather than wait for a UDFA to fall to them. Then I have two wide receivers in Justin Ross and Romeo Dubes, depending on where they've addressed it earlier in the draft or not. I think they need to address it earlier, but maybe they even go two wide receivers now that they've got Miles Boykin. That's less so. Um, but they are two guys that I like on day three as fits for the Steelers um, or guys they think would do well in the Steelers team. Then you've got Cade Mays, interior offensive lineman out of Tennessee. Zachary Thomas, interior offensive lineman out of San Diego State. Um, I know that he's sort of rocketed up some boards. I've got Makai Polk, wide receiver out of Mississippi State. Now, Makai Polk was an interesting one. I just think he had great hands. I saw that at the combine, and then I saw a review of him with NFL tape heads, and I liked it. Um, I really did. I liked it. Um, and he's six foot three, two hundred pounds. He's a junior, so he's a guy that can develop. Um, he did a bit there. He's not going to be a top three or four wide receiver for the Steelers in the first few years, um, but you never know um, what he might develop into. 
again, he's got some, you know, he's not necessarily a massively big deep threat, but I think he can run around a lot of routes. Um, he's got good um, rack ability uh, and he's got really good ball skills, really good wingspan. And he just seemed to catch everything. If you go back and look at the combine with quarterbacks and stuff, this guy caught like everything. Um then I got Mikhail Wright. I've talked about him before, you know, uh, even briefly. A cornerback out of Oregon. I really like him there. Uh, I, I think he's been really undervalued in in rounds five through seven. He's seen, I think he's like ranked round seven. He's a seventh round draft pick on a lot of people's boards. I think he will deliver a lot more at the NFL level. Um, so he'd be a steal there, I think, in round seven. Then, of course, I've got Connor Hayward, Cam Hayward's brother. How could I not have him in there? Michigan State. Let's see him round six onwards. I then got Darian Kendrick, who's fallen way down. I think pre-draft process, we even talked about him maybe being a third round pick. Now he's considered like seventh round or UDFA. I think maybe it's some of the character issues. Some of the testing hasn't necessarily gone his way. But look, you know, if you got if he was available that late, you take a flyer on a guy like that out of Georgia. And the final five players um, that I've got on this list are for day three, a Jakari Robeson out of Wake Forest. I'm sticking by. I like him. I'd love to see Steelers look at him. I think he's going to be UDFA again. Go after him, Steelers. Um, and he can do a little bit in the run, you know, in that um, he's got a bit of versatility um, and, and can line up, I think, at a, at a running back or H-back position if you had to. And then I've got Neil Farrell, defensive tackle out of LSU. Some team is going to pick him or sometimes going to be lucky to get him as UDFA, but I think he'll get picked and he'll do really well. Then there's Isaac Taylor Britt out of USC, a big guy, six foot two, big, big, um, you know, big tackling cornerback. Interested to see if he's available as an UDFA. Myron Cunningham, interior offensive line out of Arkansas. He's another guy to look at. There's Josh Joe, cornerback out of Alabama. And he was ranked outside 250 with the draft network. I think he's going to be drafted somewhere around five to seven. I'd love it to be the Steelers. I think he's a really good cornerback. I think he projects well to the next level, even if he's not getting a lot, a lot of love through this draft process. And with that, that's actually my 80 picks. That's actually my 80 players. Um, and it was very hard to leave the t- tight end out of Maryland. Um, you know, I always have trouble pronouncing his name. It was hard to leave him out, uh, but I can only do 80. And, and that's what makes this process so much fun, but so hard. And you've got to stick by it. Um, and I also didn't think he had the height for what the Steelers probably want at that position. And I think you'd rather go, you know, Cam Hayward's brother, Connor Hayward. So I'm going to rattle off the list really quickly. Once again, these top 80 players to watch. You've got Carl Hamilton, Andrew Booth Jr., Jermaine Johnson, Jamison Williams, Devin Lloyd, Devon A. Wyatt, Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, David Ajabo, Johan Dotson, Jordan Davis, Yaquan Brisker, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. And that's the day one, guys. Then you've got Lewis Seen, Perry and Winfrey, Desmond Ritter, Logan Hall, Travis Jones, Roger McCreary, Boye Marfe, Christian Watson, Kyler Gordon, and Chad Moomer, who all could go day one or day two. Uh, then you've got Jalen Petrie, Tariq Woolen, Dylan Parham, Tyler Smith, Daniel Falele, George Pickens, Quay Walker, Alante Taylor, Abraham Lucas, Brian Cook, Carson Strong, Cam Taylor Britt, Wanda Robinson, Cole Strange, Darian Kennard, Cam Jurgens, Kobe Bryant, Rashid Walker, Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolbert, Dare Rosenthal, Luke um, Gerdekay, D'Angelo Malone, Luke Fortner, Federian Mathis, and JT Woods. 
And Brandon Smith, Nick Cross, who could all go uh, on that on that day two. And then from day three onwards, you've got Jerome Ford, Tyquan Thornton, Pierre Strong, John Ridgeway, Jesse Lucetta, Martin Emerson, Marcus Jones, Matthew Butler, Cordell Volson, Kirby Joseph, Hassan Haskins, Kingsley and Enagbar, um, Zach Tom, Michael Clemens, Chase Lucas, Justin Ross, Romeo Dubes, Cade Mays, Zachary Thomas, Makai Polk, Mikel Wright, Connor Haywood, Darian Kendrick, Jakari Robeson, Neil Farrell Jr., Isaac Taylor-Stewart, Myron Cunningham, and Josh Joe. And that is my 80 picks to watch across seven rounds of this year's NFL draft. I hope you enjoy the draft. I hope you're happy with the Steelers. If you don't like the picks, trust in the Steelers. They're going to get most of these guys right. That's their history. That's their pedigree. And with that, as always, go Steelers. Mm-hmm.